All right, welcome to this podcast of the uh, first edition of Sports Talk with Dumb Biased People. So the reason why we're doing the sports uh, podcast is because we kind of want a different take on the sports scene, uh, watching things on TV and radio. It's a lot of too serious. So we kind of want to make our, our points and kind of be that average fan out there. Maybe you have friends out there like that that uh, say things that sometimes infuriate you. Sometimes you can't stand it. But, you know, that's that's the point of being a fan. So we're here to give our takes, uh, try to be the other side of reason as well, because we don't always get along when we talk sports between three of us. Um, so that's the whole point of the show. So uh, I'm Scott. I'll be the one that's kind of leading some of these discussions. And with me, I got Corey and Robert. I'll introduce me here in a second. But the whole point and premise of this is we hit in some couple uh, topics. And then from there, we will allow them to make their points and counterpoints with each other and kind of determine a winner on wh- who makes the most relevant point or counterpoint in the discussion and uh, go from there. So first one I want to introduce is uh, Robert. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, for sure. What's up, everybody? So I'm Robert, uh, big time NFL fan, mainly the Dallas Cowboys over here, um, future Super Bowl champions cool. once again. Uh, but looking forward to this podcast, talking all sports, Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Mavericks, Texas Rangers, Dallas Stars, um, and bringing home the trophy uh, whenever Scott here talks about who wins these debates. So looking forward to it. Right. And so, yeah, I can see there's a Cowboys fan right there. And we'll get into that crap later. But um, we also got Corey here with us. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So, uh my name's Corey, a huge uh, Los Angeles sports fan. Uh, Dodgers, Kings, Rams, Lakers. Been a diehard my whole life. Sports pretty much runs my entire life, uh, minus my four kids if they ever end up listening to this. But, uh, yeah, so I'm ready to annihilate Robert with his uh, Cowboy talk. So Well, well said. It. All right. And for me, my, my main team's uh, mostly West Coast, Niners, Oakland A's, L.A. Kings. California stuff, mostly tragedy recently uh, outside the Kings, but it's a whole different discussion. So my, my point of view more so be like representing the small market teams because I hate the big market teams, which is the other two guys in here kind of. Um, but anyways, so the things we're going to talk about is we're going to kind of go through a couple of uh, segments. Is, um, first one, segments that we're going to cover, uh, we're going to have the first segment covering kind of a, a week 15 recap of everything that happened. And then we're going to allow uh, the boys here to talk about their point and counterpoint of what they thought the most surprising thing of the weekend was. We're going to talk about AFC and the NFC contenders and pretenders. We're also going to discuss uh, which sport coming up out once the NFL is done that we're most interested about. As we know, we got NFL uh, about to wrap up soon, unfortunately, but that leads us into uh, hockey, basketball, and baseball coming up to hold us over. Then we'll uh, kind of round things out with a five-question quiz with these two and just kind of see who knows more general knowledge in sports. Uh, so we'll kind of see where that goes. Corey's the one that's kind of more well-rounded, and Robert over here, uh, Cowboys, and we'll see what else he knows outside of that. And after that, uh, wrap up with uh, kind of a um, making picks for who we think is a, a lock for picks the biggest upset. So get into that first segment. We're going to talk about the Week 15 recap. So a couple things really kind of to cover before I let them kind of make their points and what they thought was most surprising. Things that happened, uh, the Bills secured their first AFC East title, and I think in about 25 years. So so good for the uh, spirit of Marv Levy. Hopefully they can break that curse one day. Um, Oof, Bills Mafia, mafia. Good for them, right now. Hurting, themselves and, hurting themselves emotionally and physically watching that team. Hopefully they can come through one day. Uh, the Falcons doing what they do. They continue to do what they do. It's getting to the point where it's kind of, I don't know if it's disgusting or if it's just tragic. Uh, the crying Jordan. Put that up somewhere for me, please. But um, yep. the Titans winning again, and Ryan Tannehill is officially out of control. He uh, is not getting any attention because of Derrick Henry, but he is going crazy. Uh, I'm sure one of you guys will talk about that later. The Hawks clinching a playoff berth. Not Atlanta. We're talking about the Seahawks, so with the mythical made-up bird. Why they have that oh. logo does make any sense to me. Um, I will argue with any Seahawks fan about that, but that is not a real thing. Well, there are no um, years ago. Okay. Anyways, um, 
Jets, shocking decision to win, and I feel like it was the decision to win because they could have chose to lose that game just like they lost the Raiders game. Who knows what the hell they're doing? Um, Hurts hmm. continues to impress, even though they lost in Arizona, but it looked like kind of a clone image of each other out there in between Murray and Hurts playing. It's kind of an impressive, fun game to watch, especially if you do uh, DraftKings. And uh, Drew Brees not looking himself looking like himself against the Chiefs, looking pretty bad, even though they almost won still. But uh, they definitely won that game with a, a normal Drew Brees. And the last thing, uh, kind of week week fifteen impress recap is the Bengals winning. What the hell are the Steelers doing? Who knows? I'll let you guys figure that one out. But we're going to talk about it right now is we're going to let uh, let the boys here throw out what they thought was the most surprising of the weekend. Maybe it's one of the things I talked about, maybe not, but we're going to let uh, Robert lead off first. What did you think was most surprising of the weekend? Yeah, so we'll go over most surprising. The least surprising is uh, obviously the Falcons blowing another lead, like you said, but uh, this section is about most surprising, and I got to go with the Bengals over the Steelers. The Steelers out here, 11-2 and two record. Uh, that's three now. 11-3 and three now. No, no, no. Uh, I'm sorry. Before the Bengals game, they were 11 and two. Oh, correct. You're right. And, yep. And they were looking oh, good uh, fairly good going into the playoffs, even losing two in a row. Uh, so you got to think, okay, we're going down here. Let's get something started. And you're going to get the Bengals. No better way to get something started. And you have who? Juju Claypool, Deontay Johnson to throw the ball. Bengals defense is not good. And somehow they still come out and lay an egg. I don't understand that. Um, and now on the other side, you got Giovanni Bernard out here. Two touchdowns, which needed him in uh, DraftKings the week before, but that didn't work. But he came out and played well against the Steelers. And somehow, the Steelers have dropped three in a row going into the playoff stretch. And it just doesn't make any sense. That's true. So, uh with the Bengals, it was kind of confusing. The way they were able to run the ball on the Steelers made no sense. Now, granted, I had uh, Bernard on DraftKings um, in that single-game matchup, so I was confused with how I won money that game, but I did. Uh, so thank you to the Steelers for not playing run defense against the Bengals when they have not ran the ball well in a long time, pretty much all year. Um, so that was weird, and also the inability of the Steelers to run the ball themselves. So, um, Corey, I'll, what do you think about his take on that? Uh, I wouldn't say it's the most um, shocking upset of the week. Um, I mean, Pittsburgh's been pretty bad the last couple games. Um, if you look at their wins the last, well, I guess, all season, I mean, they have a couple impressive wins here. They beat the Titans early in the year. Um, they did smoke the Browns, who are a current playoff team. Um, but, I mean, they lost to a team with no name, and then they lost to Buffalo, and they got, I wouldn't say blown out by Cincinnati's 10 points, but anytime you lose to Cincinnati, it's pretty much a blowout. Um you got Juju up there dancing on people's logos and stuff, a little disrespectful. So I'm all for him dancing on the logos, but uh, I think something's got changed up there in, in Pittsburgh. And, you know, they cruised their 11 and was it 11 or no start. So they're in the playoffs, but I think they're a one and done team. So can we? And it's a, uh, it was an NFC, it was a, um, a division game too. So you never know what can happen in those division games. I guess I will throw this out there. Are, are the Steelers fan base as blind as the Cowboys fan base? I don't think that's even a conversation. Have you have you talked to to Robert over here about the Cowboys? He still thinks they're okay. going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's true. With your, uh, it's, but it's not going to happen. So we don't have to worry about that at least, anyways. Um, no, I mean I think I think Pittsburgh. I think they're married to, to Big Ben, and I think they uh, they got a harsh reality coming up. I mean, who are their backups? Mason Rudolph and like I couldn't even tell you. Who their I mean, we saw. Like, I mean, you saw what happened to Rudolph's head last. Yeah, last Miles year. Garrett introduced himself pretty well to that. Um, so yeah, I mean, the Steelers, you know, are they going to get everything together? They're 11 and three. They still have a game up in the division. Um, they're still technically the two seed, I think tied with Buffalo. Um, yeah. but and they're chasing the chiefs and it looks like that chance of chasing the chiefs is pretty much gone losing three straight. So, uh, let's go to most surprising for, uh, Corey, what was your most surprising I mean, as, as much as it hurts to say as a diehard Rams fan, I have to – I got to talk about the Jets. Uh, Jets came into L.A. with uh, zero wins, looking for that number one seed. And uh, to say it was a shock would be an understatement. Um, Rams are obviously a top five team, um, especially defensively. What they've been doing this year has been insane. But to lose to the Jets, possibly the worst professional team on the on planet Earth at home, when you're trying to lock down uh, – 
possibly a number one seed in the NFC is a little crazy. Um, in that game, the Jets had given up the third most yards in the NFL up to then, and we were only able to score, um, only able to put up 300 yards of total offense. So they were flat. Uh, Jeff Goff was goffle. Um, did you, uh, Jeff you think, the punch. You I said goffle? I didn't say goffle. I just made that up on the spot. Yeah, by myself. Um, okay. They were just – they were so bad. It was a – it was a laughable game for me at the end when when uh, Darnold took that knee to end it. I kind of laughed to myself, and uh, I didn't really know what happened. So that would be my uh, surprising game of the week. So sure. one thing I want to say before I pass it over to Robert is uh, I had a stack of Rams players on DraftKings, and I talked to Robert about this before the game started. So I was watching that game from start to end, and I was furious uh, because of how much uh, money I could have potentially won if that game played out the way it should have played out. But it didn't, of course. Um, and, and the best quote, I think, for, that came out of that game uh, was at the two-minute mark of the end of the first half where the announcer mentioned that this is the last time the Rams were shut out at halftime was during the Super Bowl two years ago against the Patriots. So I just want to know, like, how, how, does that, how does that feel that they're kind of comparing a winless team to a potentially great dynasty of our lifetime, maybe one of the greatest dynasty, sports dynasties that we'll see during our lifetime? Uh, how does that feel? It's a little soon to bring up. It's a little soon to bring up. Yeah, that you're loss. Um, but you know, there's right. a reason for everything. So I think I think they they just need to get humble. You know, getting ready for that play. Well, you can't get more humble. You not, can't get more humble than that. Uh, nope. Nope. We cannot. We, we lost to Frank Gore. He's like 78 years old. Frank. So He's a great. He's a living legend. Anyways, uh, Robert, what do you think about that? What do you think about his take on uh, the most surprising? Yeah, I would say that's probably the second. Most surprising out of all the games, obviously, I think the Bengals over the Steelers was the most, being how Steelers were projected to be one of the, probably the two seed in the AFC. Uh, but yeah, definitely one of the surprising games. I just don't think it's as surprising. The Jets have played a tough schedule, eight playoff teams, or uh, potential playoff teams, including the Raiders last year or last week, like you mentioned, where they easily should have lost if not sending an engage eight. On the last play of the game, so Henry Rose can get a touchdown. That's my go-to, man. So yeah, exactly. Solid solid choice. So So, yeah, I uh, understand why that would be an upset of the week for him. Um, He's probably still, yeah, he's upset about that. Now he has Seattle this weekend, so it's it's just going to be a rough month for him. So one thing I will say is, uh. During the Jets game, they did say that the Jets have had a lead or scored first, and I believe eight straight games leading into that game. So the, the Jets have been respectable yeah. with a patchwork team, um, which is very confusing. And then in retrospect, the Bengals, Ryan freaking Finley, who needs to stop grimacing. And I can't, I don't know if he's smiling or if he's in pain, like if he has a hernia going on, but the, I don't know what the hell is going on with him, but I don't know what they did, but they, they game playing well and they won with him. And they made the Steelers look very mediocre since that Washington game, uh, Washington. I mean, I don't know how they beat them also, but, uh, good for them. So, uh, is there any last points before I make a decision on who's uh, who wins this segment? I mean, I think it's it's pretty obvious that the uh, the Bengals won because the Steelers are mediocre, like you just said. So, the Rams, on the other hand, are, are top NFC contender. Yeah, um, so, the, Ste- the Steelers know, uh, might be on the downfall. I wouldn't call them mediocre. They're a little injured right now, um, but they still should have <laughs> won that game um, with all the talent that they have. But the Rams, yeah, they just lost to the Jets. So uh, there's no real future with the Rams going forward in the playoffs this year. I don't see anything happening. So it's not that much of an upset. <laughs> I like, I like that right. dig at the end there, Robert. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you that round because of that dig. That was really unnecessary, saying the Rams are going to do anything in the playoffs. But um, especially after what happened in the playoffs last year with the Rams and the Cowboys. Yeah, we don't. I mean, I think the last three games we've played, you guys, I think we've won. Ooh. You know? Um we don't, we don't talk about the past. Let's talk about the Super Bowls. Okay. What a Cowboys fan. God, I hate you. Okay, um, so we're going to wrap this segment up, and we're going to get into the uh, second segment. All right. All right, we're uh, getting into segment two. So segment two, we're talking about the contenders that we currently see. There's only two weeks left in the playoff picture, so we're going into week 16. So who are the AFC and NFC contenders and who is a pretender? Of course, this is once again. So we're going to let 
Corey and Robert here in a second make their uh, selections on that. And then at the very end, whoever presents a better case will, of course, win that argument for bragging rights. Uh, going through the current playoff picture, though, let's do that first. So then on the AFC side, we have the Buffalo Bills at 11-3. They have clinched the AFC East already. Um, we have the Dolphins still in it at 9-5, two games behind them. So they're trying to get into that last spot, I believe. The Steelers are trying to clinch a division. I don't know if trying is the right word. Um, but the Browns are one game back on them. So those two teams are there, and the Ravens are still afloat at 9-5, just like the Dolphins. We have the Titans and Colts, both at 10-4, trying to fight for the AFC South. And then we have the Chiefs already locked up the AFC West last year. So um, they pretty much locked it up for the next three years, yeah. to be honest. It's yeah, pretty much. really a competition. Las Vegas is nice, though, Raiders fans. It's a nice area, at least. Uh, sure. yeah. Their stadium looks cool. Yeah, yeah that's true. They did. I mean, there are Not that you can go to it, but it looks cool. Yeah. Pictures and stuff. All right, then we got the uh, Washington Redskins, uh, NFC East. Okay. Uh, what? I'm going to need to stop you right there. This is a family-friendly podcast, so oh, please okay. uh, get your teams correct. Oh, Washington. You're right. They don't even have a name on here. Uh, the Washington Blanks or the football team until they get named otherwise. Hey, did you know that Dan Snyder came out the other day and said he's thinking about changing the name permanently from Washington Football Team to Washington Football Club? Oh, so they're, they're like soccer now. The, the world's real yeah, so they've had all this time. They've had all this time to come up with a name, and they changed it from team to club, which I think is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty impressive. It's a pretty bold move. Yeah, I do I mean, love how there's so how much distraction going on there that no one is noticing the Cleveland Indians changing their name. Um, exactly. Because the Washington yeah. Redskins have – Washington football team has failed so poorly they, at this process. They, butch- they butchered it, yeah. Correctly. So uh, back to this. So yeah. The Washington football team, I almost said it wrong again, uh, six and eight – uh, top or on the bottom of uh, whatever you want to call that of that division powerhouse um, led by the mighty Dwayne Haskins and his lack of protocol. Good for him. Um, I can't say led. They took the cap. I think, I think they took the captain away from him because of that decision. Anyways, they're, they're starting them anyway. So, I mean, shows it just goes to show if you're good at football, you can get away with anything. It's true. Except Joe Marcus Ruckles, Russell Ryan leaf. Anyways, um, <sighs> Behind uh, Washington, we got Dallas and uh, the Giants one game back on them. And then uh, a- NFC North, we have the Packers who have already clinched because the rest of them is a laughing stock. Um, and we have the NFC South, 10 and 4 Saints, being uh, trailed by the Bucks at 9 and 5. And lastly, in the uh, powerhouse NFC West, Seahawks uh, made up bird once again at 10 and 4, the Rams at 9 and 5, and the Arizona Redbirds at eight and six. All right. So that's the current playoff picture that we have going on right now. So, uh, Robert, I'll let you lead off. Who do you think of all these teams? And let's not include the Chiefs because that's kind of an easy way out, and we don't want an easy way out. So you can't include the Chiefs in terms of contender because we know they're going to win already. I only know why we're doing this segment because it makes no sense. We know who's going to win. But, uh, Robert, why don't you lead us off? Yeah, for sure. We'll start with the AFC. Uh, like you said, the Chiefs, they're obviously going to be uh, in the Super Bowl, probably with my Dallas Cowboys, but we'll get to that okay. in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I have uh, the Titans. The Tennessee Titans, I have them uh, doing big things in the playoffs this year. All right, so you got them. Uh, so why, why you got them as your contender? Yeah, uh, Derrick Henry. Uh, throwing people all over the place. I don't see. That's probably it. all you really need to say is Derrick Henry. I mean, yeah, I, I could have stopped there. We could have been completely <laughs> fine with this. It, it's going to be the Titans and the Chiefs. But I do think, uh, even though Derrick Henry is balling out, uh, Ryan Tannehill, as you said, is having a phenomenal year with all the weapons he has there. Uh, Corey Davis, uh, another player having a great year. Uh, Johnny Smith, uh, one of the few tight ends that are doing well outside of Kelsey. And then, uh, of course, a top wide receiver in A.J. Brown. So, I think with that offense, they're going to be hard to stop uh, going to the playoffs. All right. I guess that's – I mean, that's, that's a good that's a good contender. Um, Corey, do you have any – are you opposed to that idea? I mean, I, I, think, they're, I think they're definitely a contender. Um, I think my contender is a little better, but I'll give you a reason why they won't be contenders. Um do you guys see what uh, linebacker Will Compton, what he did this week? Do you see him on the injury list? I did not. So uh, why don't you guys do yourself a favor and uh, Google what he did to his haircut uh, yesterday? 
Uh, he gave himself an awful haircut um, so bad that the, the Titans Twitter account actually put him on injury reserve for his haircut being so bad. I actually, uh, <laughs> uh, it was pretty, it was pretty comical. You got to take a look at it. I, I did see that actually a couple uh, minutes ago. They called it the Peaky Blinders on Wish.com haircut. Oh my so, God. It's perfect. It's like he, he makes probably what, a couple million bucks. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not, but I think he just put a bowl around his head and got some scissors out. But uh, yeah, that's going to be one reason I, I think they're going to be, um, they're going to get knocked out of the playoffs pretty quick. But uh, I don't know. I still don't. I don't trust Tannehill as much as as you probably do. I mean, it's it's obvious that he's a change of scenery. He's worked well for him. He's got some great weapons. Um, and anytime you can hand the ball off to a dude who's like six, thirteen, three hundred pounds, just going to stiff arm dudes out out of the stadium. It's we can hand it off to him thirty times a game, and he'll get you two hundred yards and four touchdowns. It's kind of hard to lose, but. So what I do want to say is um, their schedule. They, I mean, they have convincing wins over the Bills. They split with the Colts. They beat the Ravens. Um, but they have a they have a really bad loss on their record. That it's it's really hard to look past. Um, they lost to the Bengals, and that, you know that that's one of those things that's really confusing. How do you lose? Like, granted, Joe Burrows was there, and you know he's a great potential. But when you have a complete team like that, and you can impose your will offensively, how do you only put up twenty points? Uh, against a team like Cincinnati. So good for Cincinnati on, you know, beating a couple of these playoff teams. But, yeah, so. That's a rough, that's a rough loss, yeah. All right, so. Uh, but, you know, all the, all the good teams have big losses, you know. Rams lost the Jets. Oh, okay. That, that's a good point. Don't hold it against almost a good transition. Uh, Corey, how, how about you? So what, what's your AFC contender, Corey? So my AFC contender is going to be the Bills. Um, I don't know if I'm as comfortable to say that they're better than Kansas City, but uh, I think what what Josh Allen has been able to do in year what year three up there, um, the dude's a stud. He kind of reminds me of Aaron Rodgers. He can run around. He can throw the ball 400 yards in the air. Um, their addition of of Stephon Diggs, I think he leads the league in receptions. I don't know if anybody can stat check me on that, but he's got a bunch of receptions. He's got 1,300 yards. He's only got five touchdowns, but um, they also got this guy I've never heard of before. A uh, little redhead guy named Cole Beasley. I'm not sure where he came from, but uh, he's a solid slot guy, and uh, their offense looks good. So I think yeah. I think they're the biggest contender. Someone made a good decision letting him go. I guess like they did. They probably didn't need him there. Oh, did he? Did he play somewhere else? I think he like important, or was it like one of those shitty like uh, third string cities that you? Yeah, like Cincinnati. Yeah, the thing was he just wasn't going to fit the system that we're building uh, down in Dallas right now. So I think uh, CD Lamb yes. is going to be system a fine is that? addition. And replacement to go busy. I think we'll be just fine. Okay. I think Corey had a, had a question. I don't know if you heard him, but he asked, "What kind of system are, are they building down there? If if Cole Beasley well, like on a winning to, team isn't working, I'd like you to break that down for me real quick. You say if we don't need Cole Beasley on a winning team, yeah. You said you're building. He he went to a team, and now they they're exceeding expectations, and he's got to be a part of that. So oh, Dallas oh, yeah. didn't want him. No, 100%. Um, so the case for Cole Beasley there is simply John Ross has been on IR, what, 14 games out of the season so far, it seems like. Um, so, yeah, he's the number two whenever Diggs isn't getting 14, 15 targets a game. I guess they throw Cole Beasley the ball every now and then. But they don't have no running game, so they got to do something with the ball. All right. Uh, and I want to go back to Corey, what you were asking about the fact that Diggs is – Got 111 receptions through 14 games. He's got eight more than the next person, who's DeAndre Hopkins. So he, yes, he is leading the league in receptions. All right. Um, also, the Bills. I looked at the Bills. I looked at their schedule. Um, they got three losses, but two of them are to Kansas City and Tennessee, and the third one is that fluke hail mary by Kyler Murray. So they don't really have any bad losses on their on their schedule so far, and they're kind of just running through everybody at will, it seems like, especially with the Patriots being uh, hopefully going back to mediocrity for the next 25 years without Tom Brady. Yes, so you have to admit that. Hill, I think they're going to be, pretty, be up there. Hill Murray is pretty legitimate, though. You throw you throw it up and your your big dog receiver goes and gets it. Like, that. that's legit. Um, yeah, so I do have one thing on that. Uh, at the beginning of that, you said that uh, you definitely had a contender that was better than mine. But then you just mentioned that the Bills lost to the Titans already. So how does that play a factor? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a solid point you bring up there. Um, Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're just saving for the playoffs. That's all. That's all. I'm so, gonna say. Uh, so we're going to leave that as a 
Robert has the has the advantage right now in this round. Yeah, that was you got. Yeah, yeah. Got me on that one. I don't know. Yeah. Not smart, just like McVeigh. Anyways, um, good play. So we'll go good. NFC contender. Let's go NFC contender to Robert on your side. Who do you think is the NFC contender to be that everyone should watch out for? Yeah. So with the Saints having Drew Brees looking like he has, uh, at least with that one game back, you got to go with the Packers. Hmm. So, you want to give your points? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. <laughs> Any other questions? The NFC is not stacked like the AFC is. Uh, you have Aaron Rodgers, Devontae, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams on that offense with their pass defense that is pretty stellar. They're one of the top pass defenses in the league. Uh, the only downfall is their rush defense, but with the offensive weapons they have to put up that many points, I believe they're yeah they're third in the league uh, in points per game. I think they could overcome that as they prove throughout the year. And I just want to throw out that uh, everyone's been kind of giving Green Bay crap about not drafting Aaron Rodgers more weapons, but they got this dude named Bobby Tanyan coming out of nowhere, just kind of casually catching touchdowns every game, being a kind of essentially a second receiver that's consistent for Aaron Rodgers. And probably the greatest tight end they've had since Jermichael Finley. I don't know if anyone wants to disagree with me on that one, but Jesus. Um, no, I mean, I think he, he turns everybody into a freaking weapon. Yeah, that's know? true. Um, all right, well, except for um, Jimmy Graham, right? Didn't, didn't that thing go... Yeah, that didn't work out as well. Yeah, they worked out too well. So, anyways, uh, that's the one I found out yeah, really quickly. But so that's our uh, NFC contender on on his side, um, Corey. Who is? Or actually, Corey, you want to make some counterpoints on on why the Packers maybe not, or do you want to just go right into who you think is the? Uh, I'm just going to go right to mine because I think mine's the most obvious choice out of all the NFC teams. Um, it's going to be the LA Rams, obviously. Um, not just because I'm super biased, but I mean, you look at the NFC, like, like Robert said, it's not, it's not like the AFC, AFC stack. I think the AFC has like what, six teams that have 10 wins already. Um, but the Rams, they, they got to, to battle it out in the NFC West. They play the, you know, the Seahawks twice, Arizona twice. Somehow we lose to the Niners twice, but, um, the Rams, what they've been able to do on defense this year, um, in the past couple of years with, with Sean McVay and his, his offensive, um, genius geniusity is that a word no it's probably not but uh, he's an offensive genius basically but uh they brought in uh they brought in staley to run the defense and they've turned that defense into a top ranked deep i want to say they're top five in every category um i mean anytime you got aaron donald on the line and, and jalen ramsey on the corner with, with d williams all they do is put they put um they put ramsey against the top top offensive receiver in their team and he shuts them down every game so I think what they've been able to do has been impressive. Um, you know, they had that fluke loss against the Jets, um, but they're going to come out and, and smash Seattle next week up at the up at CenturyLink Field. Yeah, one thing that that's interesting about the Rams is um, they're not supposed to be where they're at right now. Um, I don't know if everyone remembers in the offseason because it seems like uh, all the big name commentators and analysts and stuff like that they were talking the Rams up, but they don't remember everything they were also saying in the offseason that they're. Going to be lucky to finish with six wins. They're going to be the seller of the NFC West. Uh, they got rid of people. They have terrible contracts. They don't have enough talent. And here they are being extremely competitive in that division. That's probably, I'm trying to go on the limb and say, it's probably one of the most competitive divisions uh, in football right now. And um, For sure. So. Yeah. It's like they forgot what they have on offense. I mean, look at the weapons they got. Yeah. They brought Robert Woods over from, from Buffalo. He's been a stud. Uh, Cooper Cump. Cooper Cup is one of the fastest dudes in the league. Um, the, his yards after – and I don't have the stats in front of me, but the yards after catch for him, he just – he catches the ball and he gets 10, 15 yards every time. Um, and they got that three-headed running back monster in the back. I know uh, Akers is going to be out next week, but uh, he'll be back for the playoffs. So I think losing losing Gurley was was definitely needed. Um, I think they got everything out of him they could, and they moved on. It was a good move, I think. All right. So, you have any counterpoints to that, Robert, on uh, the Rams being a yeah. NFC contender, or why you think the Packers maybe are better than them? Well, no, that that would be way too easy discussing why the Packers are better than the Rams. <laughs> but uh, I won't disagree completely okay. that they're not contenders, just based off of, uh, like I said, with the Saints having such a good record, but then they're forcing Drew Brees back 
when it doesn't seem like he's fully healthy um, and not looking as good. Uh, that's just one of the teams that's going to be in the playoffs that they might face that might come as like an easier game against them based off of that. So they might have some luck in the playoffs, but they're definitely not going to be in contention uh, for the Super Bowl. Oh, so you're saying you're saying right now the Rams have no chance at making the Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't think they have any chance at making the Super Bowl. Okay, that's that's a good that's a good biased opinion. All right. Um, all right. So the one thing I do want to say between uh, your guys' contenders is one thing that was interesting is Robert. I don't know. I don't know if you did a lot of effort on your selections of AFC and FC contender. Did you just go on the schedule and circle two teams playing each other this week and just kind of say that that's going to be my contender? Because the the Packers and Titans play each other this week. So we'll, we'll get into that matchup a little bit later in this episode. But they do play each other this week, which is going to make for a great game. Um, You're right. But, yeah, you can't deny that those two are not going to be contenders whenever it comes playoff time. All right. Okay, so it sounds like Robert kind of has the advantage still on that. So we'll go to the, we'll go to the pretenders now. So uh, we'll give, let you guys both pick a pretender on either AFC or NFC, doesn't matter which side, but who do you think is the biggest pretender in this whole mess of the playoffs that's going on right now? Robert, do you want to go first? Yeah, so pretender, I'll go with the Dolphins. It seems like uh, they're doing way better on defense, which is helping them out a lot. They got two of out there playing now with some injuries. Uh, I know Devontae Parker has been injured. Running backs, they're doing a running back committee approach, kind of like the Rams are doing. Uh, but they just don't seem don't like the running back is, to be with the teams that they're going to have to face in that stacked AFC playoffs, uh, it doesn't look like things are going to be looking up for them. They're going to have to play a lot better than they have been. Uh, they've been getting some wins here and there, but – Offense is doing okay at 25 points per game, but whenever you deal with like the Bills and the Chiefs, you're going to have to do way better uh, than that. And if you look at their wins, they have like one good win on the season. Uh, I, I would call it a decent win. The Rams. And, uh, they beat the Rams by 11 points, but I call that really did. I call that, it was a good win because the Rams. Yeah, were I call that good, but as we know, the Jets just won last week. Um, but they do have some losses. Uh, they lost to the Patriots by 10 points, the Bills by three points. Uh, the Chiefs by six and the Broncos by seven. So um, a few of those are playoff teams, which they're going to have to face in the playoffs eventually. So I just don't see them doing anything. And it is kind of interesting what they're doing in Miami because they went straight from going into kind of like a full rebuild mode. You know, um, they don't want to admit it. You can't really say the word like rebuild and, and tear down and everything in uh, Miami. But that seems like that's what they did. Uh, and they went from there. They acquired draft picks and um, even leading to the point of, you know, it's magic. We all love watching him. It's kind of hard not to watch him plenty more, but they, I think Brian Flores is doing a pretty good job though of accelerating that team way past what's supposed to be. I mean, they, they're, they're in play of contention. They have a pretty average roster. Probably you could say um, two is doing a pretty good job, but next year they got two first and two second round picks. So that's, you know, it's gonna be really interesting to see what they add. And actually next year, you know, give maybe the bills a run in the AFC East, uh, which I think is way, yeah, oh, for sure. way quicker than what they projected, which I want to, yeah, their defense. Yeah, I will yeah, say you know. I, I, I call them as pretenders going into the playoffs and everything. I like what they're doing there. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, and they definitely exceeded all expectations for this year. But I just think whenever it comes playoff time, I think it's too soon for them. You're probably right. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think it's I think it's probably a year early. I think it, I think they're they got here a lot quicker. So before we get into Corey's pretender, I, I just want to ask Robert a question here because we're talking about uh, you know what the Dolphins just did, and as being a Cowboys fan. You know, how does it feel to watch your team have this alleged, I'll say alleged, this alleged talent everywhere, but you can't get to the point where the Dolphins are at right now? Like, do you as a, do you as a Cowboys fan, would you rather continue to struggle with this having all these huge contracts or would you rather do what the Dolphins do and just kind of rebuild and rebuild the right way? Which would you prefer? Which do you, do you want to do? What do you think the average Cowboys fan wants to all do? Right. Yeah, so with that, uh, how many years has Brian Flores been in Miami now? Two, I think. Two years. Three at three at most. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this is Mike McCarthy's first year in Dallas. Obviously, with COVID and everything, very limited offseason. So not much to yeah. really gain in the yeah. offseason first uh, time. Yeah. Play the COVID well, card. That's what it is. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, it's rough out here right now, but we, we did have a lot of injuries. I mean, as other teams have had. But I think – 
we're going to have to give it time. Like there's going to be, have, have to be a system that's built. Uh, it's irritating seeing what Tony Pollard does whenever he plays and Zeke goes in there with the same team and doesn't perform. So that's pretty frustrating. It's that tattoo on the one. Yeah. You hey, got to feed Zeke. I got a, I got a, I got a counterpoint to that though. Uh, out of curiosity, do you think last year's Miami team has more talent than this year's Dallas team? Which no. one? This this year's Dallas team has more, has talent. more talent than last year's Miami team. Yeah, hundred percent. We should be way better than where we are. We should <laughs> okay, be. So, even, even with the injuries, we should be way better than we are. Because based on what you're saying with Mike McCarthy, you know him being a former Niners coach, you know I, I just I don't like him personally. That it, I'm I'm glad that Rogers won him championships because that was really Rogers. It was it had nothing to do with Mike McCarthy, and that's my opinion. Miami was five and eleven last year. Brian Flores' first year, where they had no talent on their roster. The Cowboys have I want to say five wins this year, right? Yep, five and eight. Mike McCarthy's first year, right? Yep. So. I just want to kind of just throw that jab that um, and hurt you a little bit by just saying that Miami was five and eleven last year with that trash roster. And um, yeah, I don't know if Miami kept but, other uh, positional coaches or anything like that as well. But uh, the only thing we kept was Kellen Moore. So I'll give you a slow clap. I'll give you a slow clap back to your response right there. Um, so uh, so that was yeah. So I know we went off topic there, but I mean I think that's something that people sometimes is interesting to talk about the Cowboys and everything. Because uh, half us hate us hate them, and another half, for whatever reason, like them. But um, Corey, what if you want to go talk about your pretender now? Yeah, so mine will be pretty quick and easy. Uh, I think it's kind of obvious. So I'm going to go with the Saints. I know they're up there; they're leading the NFC South right now, um, game ahead of uh, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady and the and the Bucks down there, but uh, I think the Saints are. I don't know how they keep winning. To be honest with you, um, they're throwing what's his name out there, the, the dude who wants. To, oh, What's his name? Remind Taysom me Hill. His name is. Yep. Taysom Hill. They keep throwing Taysom Hill up there. I mean, I, it confused me why they even brought Jameis Winston. Um, Jameis Winston. Thank you. That's <laughs> what you're here for. I'm surprised they brought him over. They put him as the backup, and then they decide to put Taysom Hill. And I don't know. It's, it's just a weird situation going on over there. Um, I know Breeze came back last week, and they somehow almost beat Kansas City, but um, he got hit again in the ribs, which is what, what, how why he was out before. Uh, Michael Thomas is out the rest of the regular season. He may come back for the playoffs. Who knows? Um, but we've all seen what they've done in the playoffs in the last couple of years. Um, they, that unexcusable loss against Minnesota, the uh, big lead they blew against the Rams when the Rams went out of the Super Bowl. Um, I just can't seem to get it done. Drew Brees getting old. I think they, they got a good record, good on paper, but I don't see them making any noise. When, something when I, something I do want to say about the about you made the James Winston point. Um, we saw last year his – uh, ability to throw 20 plus interceptions. So his decision making was flawed. So who knows what his mindset was? Maybe he knew everything going to New Orleans and his decision making was just that atrocious that he, he had no clue what he was doing. He can't make a good decision because you think there's got to be better places if you know going there that Taysom Hill is potentially because he resigned to be a have a chance. So it's, I, I can't see it yeah. being that he didn't know. I, who knows what the situation was, but I, I agree with you. It doesn't make any sense why, why he did that. So, um, Robert, do you, you have any counterpoints to, yeah, weird, weird. to the Saints pretender side? Yeah, or, the only thing about the pretender side that bothered – I would agree with Corey completely. If uh, they continue to – if Breeze isn't healthy and they continue to force him in there just because of his name and thinking that he can make a difference. Uh, but with Taysom Hill, they didn't look bad. Um they did everything well. Michael Thomas was obviously there, and he's uh, now on IR, so that's uh, not going to help out at all. But, no, other than that, I would say they're probably the biggest – one of the biggest upsets at such a high rank, but going into the playoffs as a pretender. All right, so uh, I'm reviewing my notes right now with uh, what we what we talked about, and I'm going to actually end up giving this segment to Corey – Strictly because I, I like to believe that not the Rams part because I absolutely hate him in the Rams, but the Bills part, the fact that Marv Levy, um, and, and if you don't know who he is because you're too young, but you know, watching the Bills lose that many Super Bowls in a row in a row was truly amazing when I was growing up. So I I want to believe that the remember. Bills can actually be successful because that's entertaining. And also I like to pretend around the Saints just because of the karma, like watching the Saints lose Super Bowl or playoff games the way they do. It's amazing. Like amazing. I, I could not be a fan there. That's 
I would quit. I would just strictly quit. Like I would doubt. Yeah. Oh, that's like, yeah, it's like being an Atlanta fan. Like, how how many times do you have to watch? Yeah, I mean, they have besides they have other before. I mean, I'm a Dodgers fan. I, I should probably yeah. know the top stuff. So, I mean, you got good, teams, good teams, teams, like the Pelicans out there, right? I'd like to bring up oh, one point yeah. on that, though, sure. before you go ahead and uh, throw that point over there to Corey for this. Oh, of course. Go ahead. Um, oh, go ahead. I do believe it's only hey, worth right, half a point, or maybe even a third of a point, based off of him not knowing two of the three quarterbacks for the Saints. That is, that is <laughs> you know what? Uh, he makes a valid point. We're going to go to a push on that one now because of that. All right, but, uh, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. I'll beat you on the I'll beat you yeah, on the okay. so, so, two seconds down. Robert's up one. Uh, the second one's a tie. You guys are the you guys are the Bengals and Eagles of this podcast, which is – I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for people, but um, we're going to go into the third segment now. Eagles are All right, up. so the third segment that we're going to cover is going to be – We're going to go and get started with uh, segment three, and we're probably just going to drive straight from segment three into four and five. They're kind of uh, shorter than the uh, first couple we did, so we're just going to push through until the end of this podcast. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about here is going to be the uh, sports that are coming up that are pretty much what we are left with until football season. Um, and granted, we have the offseason and uh, the draft to look forward to in the offseason, but we still need something else to kind of hold us over. So we're going to talk about a little bit about the NBA, the NHL, and the MLB startup dates. And I'll uh, ask for Corey and Robert to give their opinion on which they uh, are more interested in. And, of course, we'll pick a winner based on their answers, uh, kind of justifying, you know, what they say. So starting off, uh, we got the NBA season, which started uh, a couple of days ago, 22nd, 23rd, I believe. Um, a couple of games into the season already, about two, three games in the season. Kind of seen some early stuff. Um, Probably some people overreacting, some things already happening in the league, but that's what people do to get attention on TV. Uh, but we are going to talk about kind of quickly that the NBA start started when it did. It's, it's supposed to be out of 72 game seasons. So they're kind of about 10 games off. So they're going to be pretty much push a full season. Um, some of the big moves that did happen though in this off season, uh, we, you know, it wasn't as crazy as some of the other ones or the one that's going to happen next year. But, you know, we saw Chris Paul go to the Suns. He's now 35. So can you help that young roster uh, push forward and, you know, get to that maybe eight seed if they can, because the, you know, the West is extremely competitive. Um, Juan Westbrook spots, uh, swapped spots in, in a first round pick also went to the way of Houston. Uh, so the good thing with that for the uh, Wizards or Bullets, whatever you want to call them, uh, you know, Westbrook going there, maybe Beal is a good complimentary piece to him instead of Harden because Harden needs the ball all the time. So maybe Beal's a good off guard. Mm-hmm. Um, John Wall, you know, we'll see what happens with that, but at least they get a first round pick in return. Uh, the Bucks may be solidifying their run if they can get past the uh, early postseason struggles, getting Drew Holiday. That, that's pretty solid. And I think one of the biggest underrated moves that may be happening, as much as I hate the Lakers, and Corey here's a Lakers fan, so he can, he can chime in quickly if he wants, but I think, I think Schroeder going to the uh, Lakers is actually a very underrated move. You give them a point guard to actually kind of run the offense, allow LeBron kind of, you know, he's 36, he can start getting creaky knee soon. To me, that's kind of a good underrated move. Um, on the court, you have any thoughts on that, really quickly? Uh, we'll get into basketball here in a little bit. I'll tell you why I uh, really don't care. But spoken, man. Keep going. <laughs> winning's too boring out there. Uh, yep. Then we go with the hockey season starting January 13th, and if anyone's watching, the World Junior Championships are going on right now, so we've seen a couple of games already happen. Uh, the NHL season starting January 3rd, and the training camps are going to be either I think in December or the first couple of days of January based on uh, if we're a playoff team or not. So uh, our lowly Kings get a start of training camp at the end of December. Uh, it's 56 game season. And the kind of odd thing about the NHL season is that they're going to actually have it only be divisions uh, that they play inside and they kind of realign some of the divisions. So for example, there is a, uh, I believe there's only a, a, a Canadian division of the Senators, Canadians, Maple Leafs, Jets, Oilers, Flames, and Canucks. And there's a couple other visions that are kind of normal. The East has it pretty easy because in terms of travel, everyone's in the same place. But the Central and West kind of got screwed over. Uh, in the Central, you got teams like the, the Tampa Bay Lightning um, you know, and Nashville, which are kind of very, you know, very East Coast. So they call them Central. It's kind of weird. The West, you have the St. Louis Blues being a part of the West. And, you know, it's kind of weird also, but that's what they're going to do. And a big part of that is the realignment is because Canada is not really buying off on the COVID. So they're trying to figure out what to do with the Canada side uh, of everything. So that, that's what we're going to have for one year. And some of the big moves there is you have Krug, uh, Trangelo, Paul, uh, kind of moving teams, already moved teams. 
my quest move teams, and then uh, his heart failed him, so he uh, couldn't. Um, I mean, his his career ended in 2014, anyway. Yeah, so, and we'll, if you actually check out uh, Corey's pictures on his uh, site one time, he he actually has a picture, I think, of Lundquist on his arm failing. I believe is that correct, Corey? Yeah, uh, he, yeah, I'm pretty sure he died on the ice. I actually had somebody uh, yesterday like that post that I posted like eight months ago, which is kind of kind of random. But. Yeah, so it's. So he actually tattooed the Stanley Cup championship of uh, Martinez getting the goal on Lundqvist. And so, you know, anyways, uh, and the last kind of big move uh, that I don't know if I was talking about, is Kucherov was actually out for the season for the Lightning. So granted, they just won, but maybe uh, maybe that impacts their uh, ability to repeat. So he's actually out for the season with hip surgery. Last thing we'll talk about really quickly is baseball. I'm not going to get in depth on this because we're going to have time to talk about this in future podcasts. Mm-hmm. But April 1st uh, is when season's supposed to start if everything goes as planned. And spring, uh, spring training is going to be in March. Uh, they're still trying to figure out all the logistics of that. And they're even considering actually having spring training in Florida and Arizona because they're actually uh, Republican-ran states and they're actually not as crazy about the COVID restrictions. So they may actually have spring training at those flights. And they actually are talking about also having 25% manning of the stadiums for baseball based on how the playoffs went last year. So that's things to, to talk about in the future. But I'm going to turn this over now to Corey and Robert. I'll let you, Robert, I'll let you lead off, but – once football ends, which we've said this before, you, I don't know if you can handle anything outside of football. I don't know what you do in the off season because I we know that you're not big on other sports like we are. But which one are you looking forward to? Yeah, so as you said, uh, NBA season already kicked off uh, a couple of days ago. So a few games into the season, um, NFL is going to end early February. Isn't your isn't your NFL season over already? Didn't it end like week four? Oh no. Right, have you seen our division, dude? I'm telling you. I'm saying. I mean, I guess you're still in the running. This is uh, wait, wait till this week whenever we beat the Eagles, and we'll talk about that on the next podcast. Uh, oh, but, but for yeah. now, uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to the NBA season, um, just because there's so many moves that have been made, um, so many superstar teams out there to be able to watch. So after the Super Bowl, you're almost at the halfway point uh, for the shortened NBA season, as you mentioned. Uh, so that's going to lead us pretty close. Um, or all the way up to the NFL draft, actually. So uh, that'll be a good way to pass time by if you don't watch any other sports but football and trying to pass time to the NFL draft. You can watch uh, basketball leading up to the playoffs, uh, which would be very interesting because you got so many teams, like I mentioned, with superstar players. Uh, You mentioned a couple uh, moves earlier. Uh, Another one, you have uh, Kevin Durant going to the Nets to team up with Kyrie Irving out in the East. So that could be huge. I think uh, they're probably favored to win the East now because of this. So that would be uh, very fun to watch. Uh, the Lakers, as you mentioned, uh, LeBron going for his fifth championship this year. So he's still going hard, trying to catch he's the going, goat. Are you saying he's going five in this one season or his fifth one? Yeah, his fifth one. Oh, Overall, city of champions. I didn't know if you know. How, I didn't know if you know how many seasons were in one year for basketball. So I'll just clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. No, nobody does. <laughs> yeah, so he's going for his fifth championship overall. So that would be something to look forward to. But like as you mentioned, the West is stacked this year. Um, you mentioned the Suns. You got the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, really looking forward to Luka Doncic. Uh, he's one of the upcoming stars. One of the best players in the NBA as of now. Uh, but he's so young that he's just going to continue to improve and change that organization around. Uh, and then whenever Porzingis gets back from his knee injury and able to jump on that team as well, I feel like they're going to be able to make a serious push into the playoffs and give uh, the Lakers a run for their money. So those are some of the moves I'm excited about to watch and uh, why I'm excited to watch the NBA season after the NFL season is over. I do like I do like how you had your uh, key marks during the season based around football like like what how when the draft is for football that's how far into the playoffs of basketball you can watch um so that's good that you know that stuff so at least you know when to pay attention i'm proud of you exactly um yeah. <laughs> cory uh, you, what, what sport you oh. to? i mean i i can't disagree with him too much um basketball it's it's a little exciting i guess but for the most part, to be honest with you, I've been a diehard Lakers fan my whole life. Last couple of years have kind of fallen off. Um, I didn't even realize basketball started until I saw something on ESPN a couple of days ago, um, opening games. But so I'm, I'm looking forward to hockey the most. Um, big diehard hockey fan, LA Kings fan, obviously. Um, it's going to be a weird, weird season. But 
I'm looking forward to it. The hottest team in the league starting up the LA Kings on a seven game winning streak. Um, very unfairly got kicked out, got kicked out of the season last season when they, when they restart after COVID, but they'll be back. Um, they're probably going to lose 50 out of 56, but it'll be fun to watch their young, their young core come together. Cause it's kind of all we have to look forward to, to be honest. But, uh, I think the the division alignments are interesting. It's a weird season, so you ca- you kind of got to do some some weird out of the box things that keep people keep the fans engaged. Um, I think I want to say they play everybody in the division plays each other eight times. So we get to watch the Kings play the Sharks eight times, the Kings play Ducks eight times, all our our big rivals. Yeah. Um, but I think probably the most exciting matchup is going to be the the Battle of Alberta. Up in the, anytime the Oilers and Flames play, it's like a it's a shit show. I mean, you got Matthew Kachuk running around, running his mouth, um, scoring goals and beating people up. Um, so I think I think hockey by far is going to be the the best sport to watch during the off season of, uh, of the NFL. And this is this is where I miss like uh, Lucic not being on the Oilers anymore because like that would be oh my god, yeah. Watch those two go at it for eight games of just beating the crap out of each other. Um, oh yeah, I mean Cassian is Cassian still up there, right? Yeah, I think so. Up in yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, him. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, watching him and him and Kachuk last year, the couple games they played, um, that's fun to watch. So that's a good, that's a good rivalry. It's turned turned into one of the best in hockey. So um, again, the Kings aren't going to be very great this year. They're kind of in a rebuilding phase, but it's been fun to watch the uh, the World Juniors are starting up, so we get to watch our all of our 100 draft picks um, do some damage. So it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. So. All right, so I'm going to kind of go through these two. So I, I'm going to have to pick a winner for this segment based on who I think did the best presentation of this. And the main reason why I'm going to side on uh, Corey right now is because Wellborn's constant use of uh, superstar teams and superstar players without actually naming names is a little concerning to me. So I don't I don't know if uh, he knows who's actually on what team. Um, but I know he's following Dallas a little bit, and uh, you know I'm proud of him for that. Um, but I'm going to give you one last chance uh Robert, I'm kind of siding in Corey on this one. Yes. Is there, is there any reason why? That... Go ahead. Yeah, so as you mentioned, the West is stacked, right? So I didn't mention any teams. I didn't <laughs> want to take up too much time. But, I mean, you got Damian Lillard up in Portland. Uh, the Clippers right on the other side. Uh, the Lakers, you got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George there. Uh, Anthony Davis is still with LeBron down in uh, L.A. as well. So whenever you watch these games, it's going to be multiple, like four or five, six superstars on the court at the same time. So you're watching the show. So if you're in the fantasy uh, whether it's regular or DraftKings, you get to watch these games and all these boys putting up all these points. That it makes it more exciting because you get so many superstars to choose from <sighs> and watch this. Whereas no. hockey, I guess you can see a person make a goal. <laughs> oh. I'm glad you said that right. Yeah, so I, I get. What, I mean, you're, go ahead. I'll, I'm going to go ahead and say um, it could be exciting to watch regular season. I guess if you're that bored. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, like, you know what five, six, seven teams are going to make it to the finals. Um, it's kind of like watching a Disney movie with your kids. It's only a matter of time before one of the parents dies, like the very beginning. So you kind of know what's going to happen. <laughs> so that's just, that's just my two cents. You can name out, you name out six teams right now. They're going to be at the top. You know, they're going to be there. I mean, could you imagine being like a Charlotte Bobcats fan? Like, you know, your team is never, ever in your lifetime going to win anything. Or a Knicks fan. But yet you wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, it's insane. There's just no, there's no parody. Um, in the NHL, I mean, you never know what's gonna happen. You get the star, like the Dallas Stars made the made the finals last year. It's I'm still it's random, I'm still you know. Confused by the Blues winning the Cup two years ago. Uh, that's still boggling. Yeah, I mean, you get a hot goalie. Yep. Hot like H A W T or H O T. No, attractive and very good in that. Yes, both. Okay, so two T's. Uh, yeah. I'll side with uh, Corey on this one. The only reason why is because for me, and like once once again, this is biased. Basketball to me is at its peak in the playoffs. It's hard for me to enjoy the regular season like I can the playoffs. Now, yeah, DraftKings, like you said, Robert, hundred percent. DraftKings single-handedly makes me interested in football in all sports like that day. But basketball, it, it's hard to to get into knowing kind of what Corey just said. Like, there's three or four dominant teams and. They're sometimes they're coasting, sometimes they're benching half their roster, which you know you don't see that happen really any other sport. I get you know I get why they do yeah. that, but it's not as interesting sometimes. So I'm going to give this one to Corey. So I think that that leaves us at one, one and one. 
uh, we're tied up going in the fourth segment. And the fourth segment that we're going to kick off right here is going to be five questions that we've randomly written. We've pulled the audience. And by audience, I mean myself. Uh, <laughs> huge, huge fan base so far. Yeah. Yeah. So these questions, Number one fan. these questions are based off of uh, non-NFL items. So what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to ask these questions first, and I'm going to uh, have uh, – Robert, answer first. We're going to give him uh, the first crack at these, and we'll let Corey uh, give his answer immediately after. Uh, they're going on the honor system, which doesn't say much for them, but I'm going to trust them on this because uh, they have to. So the first question I'm going to ask you guys is, some of these are a little easier, some of these are more, a little more difficult, but number one is, who won the NBA MVP last year? Robert, do you know? Uh, yeah. So the NBA MVP is going to LeBron James. No, no, no. Who won it last year? Not who's going to win it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Who won it last year? He's just buying time. He's buying yeah. time. You better not be looking at anything. No, 100%. I'm not. He's uh, say LeBron it's... James was my answer on that one. Okay. That's uh, – I'm not going to say anything. Corey, what, do you know who won the MVP last year? Uh, yeah, Anthony Davis. <laughs> okay, so you guys are both wrong. So, so the answer is G- was Giannis on the Bucks, who's actually, I believe, the two-time reigning MVP. Oh, oh. It's funny because I'm not gonna lie. I thought I thought you said NBA Finals MVP. Uh, MVP. Oh, that's sorry. I'll take that one as a yeah. no. Yeah. Nope. Listen. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. call. Uh, so rough start. Yeah, in this all right. Segment. So that's zero and zero for both of you. All right. So next. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Robert. But this next question, number two, is who scored the most goals in the NHL last year? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Kane from the Blackhawks. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you knew a name. That's an improvement over a couple weeks ago. Um, the question is, Corey, as the avid hockey fan, can he name? And this is kind of a trick question, I'll be honest. Oh, uh, yeah. It will. There was a two-way tie, I believe. I think oh, it was a Ovechkin and – got that right. That's – it is a two-way tie. It is a veteran and I'm gonna go with um God damn it's <laughs> it's either it's either Kuznetsov or I'm just gonna go with no it's not Kuznetsov. They can't be on the same team. Um Oh my god, it was someone on the lightning. That's my final answer. Yeah, that was Pasternak on the uh Boston Bruins. Oh Pasternak. Yep, okay. and yep. Pasternak and Ovechkin, right? And I think it was Pasternak played less games, so he may have he may have gotten it if they uh, played extra. So we're gonna game. go zero zero in the regular. But I do give you bonus points uh, that don't really count towards you know those two people and Zvechkin, so that's good. All right, question Plus, question number three, and back to the NBA, Robert. Who was the first overall pick in the draft? Based, no. based on your response, my follow-up question is, do you know who had the first pick in the NBA draft? You say who had the oh. first pick in the NBA draft? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to go with Charlotte. And we're going to go with, uh, is it LaMelo Ball? Okay, uh, I can't say yes or no yet, but I'll turn this over to Corey now. Corey, uh, I'm going to go uh, Minnesota Timberwolves had the first pick. Um, I do not know, and I do not care who was drafted number one overall. <laughs> I honestly have no I have no so clue. The question was who got select number one. So it's, once again, 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, once again, Corey gets partial credit, so I'm, I'm proud of you on that one. It was uh, Anthony Edwards, 6'5 guard out of Georgia. Uh, Never heard of him. LaMelo Ball went third. Never heard of him. He went third overall uh, with – Wiseman going second to the Golden State Warriors. All right. So the fourth one. Oh for three. Yeah, oh for three. But Corey, you know, you're doing you're doing close. I should get like half points, but it's all right. I'll, I'm I'm so confident. We'll talk about that in the future. Uh number four. All right. What is the Silver Slugger Award in baseball? Silver Slugger Award is for yep. The player with the highest on base percentage. <laughs> I like how you're throwing out some stats um, and trying to hope they. Oh, oh man, man, I felt confident. Oh. But yeah, it's just the uh, it's the number one hitter at each position in the it's league. Close, like a top it's hitter overall. Exactly it. It's not that no. I'm not sure of the exact verbiage, but I know it goes to the best overall yeah. hitter. So, 
close once again, Corey. So you're close in three of them. So the actual verbiage on this is the managers and coaches vote on the best offensive player of each position. So there could be some bias. So they may actually not be the best player uh, in terms of, in terms True. of eyes. So that is a silver slugger award. Now the fifth and final question to hopefully have someone win this tragic segment. <laughs> what sport does Peter Bondra play? And for the bonus point, it's a two-pointer. What team did he play on for his whole career? Robert, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I'm going to go. He played in the MLB, and he played for okay. the Houston Astros. Ooh. As a person from that state, you should know better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Corey, for the steal and the win. Oh, it's too easy. It's like taking candy from a kid. What do I get when I win this segment, by the way? Do I get anything? You just get a point. Rubbing in face, like usual. Oh, he was a he was a fantastic um, Washington capital in the NHL. Okay. Good, good, good. That was too easy. Yeah, that was a. I'm surprised he didn't know that. I'm surprised uh, yeah, he didn't I know that. Yeah, thought he was going to trick me and uh, try to throw baseball out there instead of hockey. But what? Just out of curiosity, what position do you think a Peter Bondra would play? Like, if if you hear that name, what do you think his position would be? Goalie. <laughs> in baseball? Oh no no no! I thought I, I thought you meant I thought you were giving me a second chance. Oh, I'm, I'm going. No no. no. I was saying basically, you said baseball. Like what? Uh, Peter Bondra sounds like he plays. Like to me, he sounds like he plays shortstop. I don't know about you guys, but no, definitely he's a winner. Hundred percent NHL guess pitcher. Okay, I like your. He was a great. He was a great. Was high he got those. That's back when the Capitals Capitals had those uh, old school. Yep. Jerseys, they're yeah, pretty sweet. I think they're bringing them back this year. Well, they retro know. jerseys with Olaf Kolzig. Great combo. Oh, Olaf. Ally Frady. Some great, some greats back in the day. I know, I know oh. Robert Huser knows who we're talking about. Anyways, Wayne Gretzky. Last segment. Oh, you're so great with your sports knowledge of hockey. Uh, <laughs> the fifth and final segment. So, what we're going to do here is we're going to let uh, everyone kind of do a pick for. Um, for points going into the next week. So we're going to pick a stone cold lock who we think in the NHL or in NFL week 16 is going to win for sure. And we're going to pick an upset. And those two will count towards points starting the next segment of our podcast. Uh, episode number two. So uh, Robert, let you lead off. Who do you think is a stone cold lock this week on the uh, NFL schedule? Yeah. So I don't know what y'all watch for a countdown before the games, but I watch NFL network and every week they do this and all year, Michael Irvin, has gone with uh, whoever has played the Jets as his lock of the week. So, obviously, he's 13-1. He was wrong last week. Uh, but I'm going to go on – yeah. No, no Thanks. Problem. Thanks for bringing on the opposite end of that and uh, go with the Chiefs over the Falcons with the 10.5-point spread. Okay. All right. So, we're going Chiefs. Uh, Corey, who are you picking as your lock of the week? Uh, this is – I mean, I thought he was going to pick this because this is like the most lopsided game of the week. Um, the Eagles and Cowboys play, so I'm picking Philly. <laughs> that's a no-brainer. I'd, I'd put a kid on that for sure. Like second favorite kid? Like not even favorite kid? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd have to update the rankings um, on the kid the kid ranking. But for sure, I, I yeah, feel 100% comfortable picking, picking the Eagles. The way they've been playing, um, Jalen Hurts, I mean – He's trying to solidify that that number one QB role. Miles Sanders is looking good. I don't even think the Cowboys are ranked rushing defense because they're so bad. So he's gonna they're gonna have a field day. So it's gonna be pretty right. easy. And just to clarify for the listeners, when he's talking about ranking his children, this this is pretty much a daily or weekly thing based on how crazy or good, mainly crazy, how they act. So sometimes in some segments, like segment number two, we'll hear some craziness in the background. Uh, we try to kind of drown that out, but that was happening. It's pretty. It's pretty quiet. It's pretty quiet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hiding. I'm hiding from him today. So, uh, all right. So, we're going to get into that. Uh, the last one, which is going to be my uh, lock of the week. So, my lock of the week is going to be the Bears. So I'm thinking Bears or Jacksonville. Jacksonville has just been a dumpster fire lately. I'll, I like Minshew oh. going back. I like what he does. Um, but just. I like his hair. His hair and his cut off jean shorts are yeah, amazing. 100%. You're 100% right in that. But the Bears are just. Uh, they're too much, even with their mediocre quarterback, um, Drabitsky playing better. Um, Montgomery's been going off lately. Defense has been pretty pretty good, so that's my lock of the week. Now we're going to go to the biggest upsets of the week. Um, 
I will go. I'll just go first on that since I'm since I'm already saying this. But I'm picking the upset based on the spread. Uh, so the spread for the Chiefs and Falcons is ten and a half points. I'm taking I'm taking the Falcons to cover. I think the Falcons every once in a while play this dumb game where they have no part of being a part of a game, uh, and they either win or stay in it. Uh, granted, sometimes they you know blow a lot of dumb games, but that's just who they are sometimes they can match up against good teams sometimes for no reason. And they just do well sometimes. So I'm just going to take my chance and say, I'm, I'm taking the Falcons on that. Uh, Robert, who you got for your uh, upset of the week? Yeah. upset of the week. Uh, I talked about them earlier in this segment. So both of my contenders from the AFC and NFC, so the Packers and Titans, which you mentioned earlier, they play each other this week. And that is a three and a half under by the Packers. So I'm going to take the Titans to beat the Packers. Uh, just based off of them handing the ball to Derrick Henry and Packers having that terrible rush defense. Did happen. That was going to happen last week, and then Tannehill went off for, what, five touchdowns or something crazy. Yeah, but that was, so I guess we'll, that was different. I mean, the threat of Henry, the threat of Henry, well, the threat of Henry just makes it crazy. So, he, anyways, um, biggest upset, yeah. Corey? Who you got? Uh, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm surprised they're – there, um, oh, do you guys have the spread on the um, Browns Jets game by chance in front of you? I, I do not, neither do I. So, uh, I'm just gonna assume that the Jets are <laughs> are a huge underdog, and I'm, I'm not sure why because they're coming off a huge win. Um, they're undefeated in the last seven days. Um, so I think I think they're gonna come out, and this is probably the biggest. I think I said this before, this is the biggest game in Cleveland Browns history, the last like 15 years. Um, with a chance to tie the Steelers for first place, um, until this until the Browns do something to like prove me wrong, I, I'm not really a believer yet. Um, so I think they come out. Yes. And I think they beat they beat I think the Browns. It's kind of funny that you base you base your uh, winning streak for the Jets on days, not by wins. <laughs> that's that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're they're riding they're riding high right now. You know, haven't haven't the lost Browns in a do while. Have, uh, so nine and a half point favorite over so the Jets. Looking... There you go. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Jets are playing with some heart. I think they hate Adam Gase so much that they're willing to try and win <laughs> to get him fired, which is weird. I, I'm surprised he didn't get fired last week. I, I mean, I, I don't know if a coach has ever been fired after winning a game. Um, if anybody does, it, it deserves it deserves to be him. So, I think that I think they're gonna come out. They got nothing to lose. I mean, they're not they're not gonna get the number one pick now. So, why not go out there and try? You know, win for Grandpa Frank. All right, cool. So that uh, that wraps up our segment. So I uh, just want to say that that was the first uh, podcast we've had. So thank you guys for listening. I uh, appreciate it. We'll be back with another one next week, and uh, we look to build off of that. So I'm going to leave this with uh, Corey and Robert. Robert, if you want to leave off, do you have any closing comments or segments? Anything you want to say really quickly? Hopefully not Hopefully not too much Cowboy stuff related. Oh, uh, yeah, no Cowboy stuff related. Mm. Uh, I'll work on my uh... – NHL baseball and basketball talk. That way I could get these questions down because that was pretty rough. Uh, but no, it was a good time. Uh, anytime talking sports with y'all is awesome. So looking forward to continuing this. Corey? Yeah, I mean, I, this, this is a good talk. Um, I hope our two fans out there enjoy this. Uh, maybe push it on to two more fans. We'll get, we'll get five people listening next week. Um, but yeah, this has been easy. It's been fun. I could talk sports all day, so I'm glad to take the win. I'll, I'm I'm going uh I'm probably going to go undefeated in this podcast and the, the five question um, game. So looking forward to Robert. We need you next next couple weeks while we still have football. I need you to kind of get that early. Lead yeah, I'm gonna so. need it. Easy, easy dub. So, all right, cool. We're gonna sign off. So everyone, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week.